Welcome to Createism, a podcast about records and culture. My name is Fatima Chantel. It is January 1st, 2021. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I think there's a pretty good chance that you are an MF Doom fan, as are we, as is our guest on this episode. And um, we're pretty shook right now. Um, He does come up quite a bit during this interview. And just to let you know, we recorded this weeks ago before we heard of his passing. So rest in power, MF Doom. Also, you know, we're not really doing interviews in person right now because of the state of the world. So technology, the audio isn't always perfect, but we try our best. And this interview is a dope one. Please welcome our guest. Actually, I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. State your name and where you're from. My name is Logan. I go by Hype57 on Instagram, and I am from Ventura, California. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think, one of the best and most creative um, <gasps> record collectors on IG, I have to say. Why, probably thank in real you. Life. <laughs> thank um, you. So how long have you been collecting records, and how did you get into collecting records? I wish I had a more exciting story but honestly it was I think what like most collectors say which is my parents were into mm-hmm. it. like I just grew up in a music loving household and mm-hmm. my parents had a wide variety of like music tastes which was very influential on me growing up and my dad had records from like you know a while ago when he was growing up and I just sort of slowly began like they began like migrating into my room because he got me a turntable pretty young like before it was mm. cool you know what I mean like like a right. a belt drive like little you know hundred dollar turntable whatever and I just I had all this music available in the living room and so I would just like kind of take it into my room and it would just so slowly kind of accumulate in my bedroom so I guess I started buying records as soon as I could, like maybe Mm. middle school, I want to say. There weren't as many record stores around back then, but I would get them at thrift stores, whatever, dollar bins. So yeah, a long, a long time I've been collecting. And then throughout my life, it's just sort of fluctuated. Like I've gone through periods of mass accumulation and then other periods where I was either short on funds or, Mm. uh, you know, just Mm. was into other things or whatever. But I always you know, kept my whole collection. I never got rid of anything. And, it, you know, because I knew I'd always come back to it. So my dad actually had a big, like, Funkadelic collection. My dad oh, nice. went into, like, the Grateful Dead. And so he worked backwards from them. And, like, their influences were, like, a lot of jazz records. And, like, they were just influenced mm-hmm. by, like, a lot of, you know, funk and soul music at the time. And so he had a lot of Funkadelic. He had James Brown. He had a lot of like, Neville Brothers, I remember. Um, okay. So yeah, I had a really good music education from a young age. Um, so yeah, my mom had more like typical, you know, white lady thing. She had like Joni Mitchell and like folk mm. rock. You know, she had like Beatles <laughs> stuff from her older brothers when they were kids. So so yeah, it was a good mix. Like I said, different all different styles of music. So nice. yeah. Okay. So how do you organize your collection? Oh, Lord. Okay. This is an ongoing <laughs> struggle in my life. So I generally try to do genre 
and then alpha within genre. So, um, you know, I, you know, but it's hard because a lot of my stuff doesn't really fit into one category, but I just try to Mm -hmm. shoehorn it in there or whatever. So I'll have, I have a rock section, I have a soul section, I have jazz, and then I have a a hip hop section um, and like assorted. So I'll have a few countries, some like electronic stuff, soundtracks, whatever, but like certain artists, like Dr. John, for example, or like even like blues Mm -hmm. artists, right? In the store, a lot of times blues will be mixed in with like jazz, but I'm like, blues should be mixed in with rock or should it like should it be soul because really blues is the foundation of of all american music but like rock in particular feels like that's a direct descendant like of the blues so um yeah. but so like dr john i'm like should he go in soul or rock or like you know what i mean or like someone like um you know like i don't know like flying lotus or whatever like electronic you know artists that i'm like should he go in hip-hop i I just kind of, I try to do my best, but, um, but, but yeah, generally I'm, I may be over dramatizing it, but um, yeah, genre and then alpha. And I've tried, I've experimented with like, I should just do all alphabetical, but then Mm -hmm. it doesn't really work because sometimes I'll feel like listening to like a good rap record or whatever. And I want to go to the rap section as opposed to like alpha, it would just be too overwhelming, I think. So so yeah, that's what I, what about you? I'm always curious. I do alpha, okay. you know, I was a record store clerk at yeah. one point and everything was like by genre and alphabetical, yes. but then I just want to find stuff really quick. And I just find that's the easiest way. But then when I get to someone like Prince, yes, thank who you. has produced so many people yes. or has all these aliases. Right. So then like in my Prince section, I have like Apollonia. Right. Dude. So it's, I feel your yes, struggle. Yes, like that too. <laughs> like even like all the Funkadelic like offshoots, there's like, or like pe- like dudes who went from Funkadelic to like the JBs or like went back and forth between Funkadelic and like James Brown's bands, right? So like mm-hmm. Bootsy Collins or whatever. I'm like, should I put him with the JBs? Does he go with the parliament section? Like even, um, God, there was someone else you just reminded me of. Shoot. Oh, like Curtis Mayfield, right? The Impressions. Mm-hmm. Like, do I put the Impressions? I don't want to be disrespectful. Like, should they get their own right? section? Or should they go under yeah. M? Or you know what I mean? With mm-hmm. Curtis, like, this is what I mean. It's like, it's, uh, it's annoying, but it's like a fun kind of thing that you can like, like we're doing right now. It's fun to like talk about that with other record collectors. You know what I mean? And just yeah. share like the struggle because hardly anyone else can really relate to that. I think it's like a specific, a thing specific to us and our like OCD tendencies. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Where did you, are you from the Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm originally from the Bay and Sacramento. Okay. Um, so I just tell everyone Northern California because I noticed a lot of people in LA, they don't really have a good grip on Yeah, They think Sacramento is the base. So the stores that you worked at, do they still exist? No, no. I was at a Virgin Megastore. I I think there's a Virgin Megastore like in Japan or something maybe. Okay. Yeah. um, I I also worked at Campbell. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I did not last there. It was the mall and there was a lot of mall oh, drama and people did a lot of grab and oh, runs. No. And like, That's funny. Yeah. I think I was there for like three weeks. The staff was stealing. So the register oh, no. was always short. It was yeah. a mess. <laughs> oh, God. I think I had the biggest breakdown when they were like, okay, we're a sponsor of Oz. Oh, I mean, I'm down with sure, metal, sure. but we had to work at OzFest and it, it was just too much. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, they wanted what was the big the big issue was 
Camelot was changing their name to FYE. Okay. okay. So they were like, you have to tell every customer <gasps> that, like, people at Oscars no. don't care about that. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Well, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Yes. Um, so every time I ask people this, no one really actually has a count. But do you oh, know how many records? Yeah. Them? They would ask me this. And I don't really <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why. Like that is a common response, right? Because you would think it like right. at some point you would just sit down and, and count them and do it. But I don't know the the big like the the thing I do is like I look at my cubes, right? My IKEA cubes, and I'll yes. try to sort of estimate based on that. So I think based on that and the number of like uh, shelves I have, I feel I think it's between like nine and ten thousand. Honestly, oh, I know. Lord. I know. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Don't get my mother started. She's like, oh, a lot of these are valuable. I wonder what you would get if you sold. And like, mom, it's not happening. So don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that that's uh, that's the number and counting. So yeah. <laughs> Do you know what your most valuable record? Oh is? God. Okay. So. Uh, I know what you mean by this question, like on the market, but valuable to me is probably like ones with sentimental ah, value, like right? You know what I mean? Like, like ones oh, that okay. my dad gave to me that I have vivid remember, like memories of him putting on in the living room, like Sunday mornings. Um, so just old mm -hmm. records that are not in very good condition, but just that I will never part with because they were, they're part of my childhood story. Um, so that's one on one hand. But on the other hand, I have like some uh let's see i have an original uh weldon irvine in harmony original pressing of that that's super valuable that i that i cherish nice. um and i found that randomly in a store in bakersfield years ago and i don't know like that's part of the reason i love collecting is like uh sort of the serendipity of like being in a random store the day before maybe someone came in and sold a bunch of records to that shop. Right. And if I had come in mm -hmm. two days prior, I wouldn't have gotten access to like that lot of records. Do you know what I mean? It's like all timing right. and like the universe. Um, so that, that's a, that's a pretty valuable one. And then I have, um, Oh God, what's it called? I have a captain Murphy one. That's super rare that I think was limited to like, I don't know. It was like a thousand pressings maybe. Um, mm. It'll come to me. I can't think of what it's called. But again, if I could find the right uh, genre section to put it in, I would know. Like, <laughs> like, although I guess it technically would be rap. It's a hip hop record. Um, so, well, yeah, other than that, let's see. I don't know. I have some pretty valuable, like I have a Doom record that I was shocked to see is worth a couple hundred bucks. Like I randomly picked it up. It's still sealed. Like I like the uh, the packaging of it. So I never opened it. MF uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't there a metal band if called Doom also? Right. To, you're right. Every once in a while, I get right. I better up, specify. Like... <laughs> I better specify. You worked at Ozfest, so you would know. I better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, th those are probably the ones that I, that come to mind immediately. So, I got some good stuff though. I like how you flipped that most valuable thing because I was only thinking. Yeah. About, you know, right. Cost, yeah. Price. So that's. that's yeah. Dope. I'm surprised no one else. Uh, maybe going forward, you know, future interviews will think of that. But valuable. Right. Is sort of it's subjective. So do you log your collection on the stuff? I do not. Well, do I? OK, me neither. I haven't no. Done it either. I mean, I they always ask, like, do you want to add this to your collection? I'm like, 
uh, no, I don't really care, whatever. Um, so no, but that might be a good way of like maybe cataloging it because I don't know if you've done this. I've, yes. I've bought records like repeated, like over and over, not over and over, but I bought a record more than once because I didn't remember that I had it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come home and I'll find it and I'll be real mad at myself. But I just, it's such an, like an undertaking of, can you imagine sitting down and going through every one of your, like typing it out or writing, Hell you know no. what I mean? Hell it's like, no. I was actually just pricing records for a pop-up that we were doing. And I can't even remember what record it was, but I was surprised that it was, um, it was an album that was worth way more funny? than I paid yeah. for. And that's when I yeah. thought that shit like what right I remember thinking like oh I just randomly picked this record up because I liked it or whatever it was like 15 bucks or whatever and now it's it's so funny I that happens to me all the time too so let's talk record Mm -hmm. stores I know some are you know out of business or on hold or what have you but um growing up in southern California what are some of your favorites I gotta say first and foremost record jungle because I was liking this to like, um, I'm from Ventura, right? So there's a lot of surfers here, big surf community. And growing mm-hmm. up, it was like, no out of towners, right? Locals only. And like, you would know the best surf spots because you were from here, or you visited here, you had a cousin who lived here, whatever. Like, it, you, people would not share that information with outsiders, like the best surf spots. And when I started going to record stores, I remember thinking that like, I don't want to tell anyone else about this shop because they're going to come in oh. and like, you know, poke <laughs> everything. So, but luckily, <laughs> luckily uh, collectors, I don't think have as much of that attitude. Like I haven't really seen that as much anymore, but sometimes I will withhold valuable information because I don't want people to come <laughs> and like, find out my secret. Um, so Record Jungle is a good one. Um, the shop owner, Andy, is super nice and supportive. When I walked in, uh, you know, he's he's always gives me like a discount. Like, I don't know if I should say that, but. Um, I <laughs> don't know, everybody else be trying to go in there asking for just delete that part when we're done. But um, so <laughs> Record Jungle is good. Obviously, Abiba's great. I like permanent records, like East Side LA record shops. Um, oh yeah permanent records is good gimme gimme records is good um there's shops that i like like randomly like in the middle of california that i've stopped at because we go camping every summer i will Mm. plan my drive up through central california i'll map it out ahead of time and so there's shops in there's one in visalia that's really good bakersfield there's um Mm -hmm. there's one uh, going underground records bakersfield there's one in la now too um, I really like to hit up the smaller shops too, because their prices tend to be better and they just randomly mm-hmm. will get like the best stuff because there are retirees living in these small towns who have old records sitting in their house that they sell back to the store that, you know, they don't know, have any idea that if they sold it back to Amoeba or whatever, the price markup is going to be huge. Like, I don't know, not to stereotype, but like mm-hmm. I've, I've had a really good, like, record shop like karma going to smaller market stores um so so yeah anyway but like um let's see so central california i'm from ventura so i have to say salzer's records that's a classic that's been around forever so Mm. yeah that's pretty much it i've been meaning to try like san diego but then i google it and i'm not finding great stuff i don't know i'm just trying to branch out within like different counties 
in the state you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um I really want to try like Vegas too oh my god I I was in Vegas sadly I'll remember exactly when I was in Vegas because it was the day that Kobe died (gasps) earlier this year but yeah there was a record store I wish I could remember the name now but it was like a few blocks from our hotel and it looks like this little shack like I looked it up on Yelp and I was so excited and I went there and they were closed I was like, like oh man, or like, like um, we're on hold, or who knows? I don't I know. Right. Like, it was the door was oh, locked. Oh man! <laughs> but Yelp said they were open, so I wasn't sure what was going on. And I put it on my stories, and someone from I think someone from Virginia was saying like, oh yeah, the last time I was in Vegas, I was there, and you know, yeah. it's a great shop, but I didn't get oh, in. Oh so. <laughs> man, that's happened to me too. Where Yelp will say it's open. And it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, years ago, I went on a trip to Boston and I went, you know, there. Like, this is sort of devolving into a what record stores would you like to go to conversation. But because uh, I have a whole <laughs> list of like in different cities and states that I that come highly recommended. Um, oh, so same. anyway, I yeah. So I'm sure a million more will come to me after this conversation. But those are the ones that pop into my head. So. Okay, so within your record collection, do you have a preference? OGs, reissues, oh, does man. it matter? Okay, I used to be a real, a real original pressing snob. Like, um, <laughs> A, that's, it's to be too expensive. And B, it's like, mm-hmm. if it's an original pressing, I would find myself not wanting to listen to it because I wouldn't want to, you know, wear it out. So now right. it's more like, Oh, gosh, I don't even know if there's a criteria I use that I not so I mean, if given the chance, I would prefer an original pressing. And then if I really want to listen to it over and over, I'll get a reissue just to like wear that copy out. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of depends on my like where my finances are at that moment in time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I would prefer to have original pressings of prints and like blue note records recorded like in mono and like you know what I mean just like original pressings of I don't even know like like EPMD or like boogie down productions because I like thinking about the era like that original record being produced and it's like 1986 or whatever and you know what I mean it's like sort of passed through different hands over time like it has history behind it you know what I mean but if I don't have a hundred bucks to spend on an original I'll spend you know (laughs) 20 on a reissue or whatever and then add it to like like my want list but but yeah it sort of fluctuates over time I will say my life is a lot easier now that I've relaxed that criteria where I'm like it doesn't have to be an original who am I trying to impress you know what I mean like so the whole idea the goal is to listen to this record and it's if it sits on my shelf wrapped in like two coatings of plastic you know covering um forever then that sort of defeats the purpose so uh so yeah it's i prefer an original but you know real the reality is i if i have to i'll i'll gladly you know buy a reissue if i need to so yeah cool okay so let's talk about (gasps) being a woman who collects records (laughs) um i don't even know where to start (laughs) I knew you were going to talk about this. I was like, oh, Lord, I can't wait to get into it. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, do you have anything that you yeah. want to say? I don't even know where um, to start with this. Um, I what are the say, challenges? I mean, 
uh, the, a joke I like to make is, what are the challenges of being a, you know, because I usually get asked this by men, right? Like, what do you find the challenges? And I'm uh-huh. always like, I try to be a comedian. I'm like, oh, well, when I go out digging, I find that, you know, my breasts get in the way of like leaning over into the crate <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, but seriously though, Fatiba, like, I think it's actually gotten better in recent years. I started posting mm-hmm. maybe like eight or nine years ago, I think. And I had this, you know, s- smaller following when I was starting out. And so I'd get a ton of, I don't even think they were trolls. I used to call them trolls, but then I realized that's not accurate. I would get dudes who would like openly say, oh, I like your boyfriend's collection. Wow, you're whoever's mm-hmm. collection this is, you know, this is great. Or your boyfriend is a great photographer. That's so cool. And he lets you hold his <laughs> records. And I would be like, but then, okay, that's not a troll. Though. I think those were legitimately the people who legitimately thought this wasn't my collection. Right. So mm-hmm. I would get a ton of that. And then I would get um, uh, like, it's just gatekeeping. You know what I mean? Like women experience this in mm-hmm. all areas that are male dominated, like nerd culture. Right. So like, constantly questioning like do you know enough are you like an imposter are you a nerd imposter like you don't really (laughs) women I find are not allowed to be casual collectors casual like comic book nerds casual like superhero movie nerds like we have to know every piece of information or otherwise we are imposters like we're just in it for attention right that's a good one Um, Mm -hmm. so that has definitely eased over the years I think because more and more women are posting online and also to to my own credit I gotta say I think over time if you look at my feed and you read my captions obviously I know what I'm talking about you know what I mean like it's not my boyfriend's collection like read my caption look at my hashtags like I take great care in giving credit to like the um you know, who the studio band was of a particular record or who was the photographer of the cover or, you know what I mean? Like, are there any like rap samples on this record? And I'll like to hashtag that or whatever. So mm-hmm. read the caption. I guess people could assume that maybe a boyfriend is writing those for me too. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> right. Thank that's, you. that's a like, lot of work if I wanted for a to, boyfriend I stand in a bikini <laughs> and hold my record. But obviously I'm spending time. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's the thing, right? Is there's a there's room for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would get yes. like people who would say, um, why do you have to portray? Why do you have to, you know, why are you wearing that? Or why can't you just show us the record? And I'm like, bitch, okay, maybe that's from <laughs> Wait, is that men. from I'm men and so women funny. or just is men? from men? I've okay. gotten support from women. Like women don't care. Women are like, you know, that's good. Good for you. Amen. Like what, you know, you have a great collection I like your outfit whatever um but men are the ones again the gatekeeping of like you can't possibly be a legitimate vinyl collector because you are wearing a bathing suit you know what I mean like like that it's not that outright but that's the vibe like that's what their intention is in their comments so Mm -hmm. it's just like I again there's nothing wrong with the collectors who have like hold up their record in their hand and it feels like the perfect Instagram square and you don't see anything but the record right and then they just talk about you know I got Mm -hmm. this four years ago it's blah 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 like this record means the following to me like blah blah blah. that's not my style though I want to show something different than that and so I like Mm -hmm. to look pretty in my pictures there's nothing wrong with that you can look pretty 
and also right. know a lot about music. I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> so, uh, so right. yeah, it's just, I, I want the kind of feed that I would want to like go to if it weren't me. You know what I mean? Like I make myself laugh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want to, sh- I want to stand <laughs> out. And so that's the goal. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job of doing that. But again, I also like the feeds that are just pure, like, uh, record 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 like hand holding a record in the perfect square do you know what I mean like those are aesthetically appealing to me too like if you just scroll through um but if that Mm -hmm. were everybody think of how boring that would be do you know what I mean um so yeah anyway I I have to be careful because I don't want to insult anybody like again there's nothing wrong with just simply showing the record but there's also nothing wrong with a woman showing her version of a record cover or wearing hardly anything or wearing a potato sack or whatever it doesn't you know there's room for everybody so sorry I was like I better you know I know I'm gonna have a lot to say about this so I have to like rein it in but but luckily I just want (laughs) to say say uh it has gotten a lot better quote-unquote over the years the people that aren't questioning me as much anymore Mm -hmm. um and honestly sometimes I I don't miss it, but I kind of do miss it because it would give me a chance to like really, uh, how can I put it? Like, uh, just try to like really get back at that person and show them that I do know what I'm talking about. Um, like I would do, I did a ready to die cover a long time ago, right. With the baby sitting in the diaper and, uh, purposely Mm -hmm. I tried to be funny and I wrote, the caption was all about Queens, New York. The King of Queens. Oh, my gosh. The Borough of Queens. Right. Like trying to be funny. Right. Right. And so, I already know where this is going. If you read my <laughs> caption, you would know I'm joking because I would hashtag like Bushwick and like, you know what I mean? And like, obviously, and, and like right. lyrics from the album praising Brooklyn and like all of this. And still, still, mm-hmm. I got people who were like, you don't know what you're talking about. He's not from Queens. Like, I just knew I was going to get that response. And so um, it's a way of like not outwardly being mean or insulting to people, but still like drawing them out and being like, like making them show their ass. You know what I mean? Like you obviously didn't read the caption. Yeah. You know, and I find that my comment section will like police itself a lot of the time. Like I have my supporters who are like, she does know what she's <laughs> talking about. She's an OG. You don't know. Like read her caption. Obviously she knows Biggie Smalls is from Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just funny. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, it, it's, uh, I don't really get that much anymore, but uh, it's, it's for the best. It's not good for my mental health to like be thinking of diabolical ways to make people look stupid. You know what I mean? That's not, I don't want that energy, but right. sometimes they are asking for it. You know what I mean? But luckily again, like I said, yeah. that has really decreased over the years. It's been a lot more um, just dudes who are like, wow, this is great. You have such a great collection. How many records do you have? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's gotten a lot better over the years when I first started out it was like your typical um you know nerdy white guy male collector who would post his collection and so those were the ones that I found were the most gatekeepy of like making comments and so now Mm. because there's such a wide array array of people who are posting their collections um I think that's probably one of the reasons that you know um it hasn't uh that hasn't really continued yeah, and I think the other one I've seen is um, people are unsure about my setup yes! because it's not in the picture or oh my, you know, my turntable Thank doesn't you. look okay, like it's plugged sorry. in. Again, I knew this was, okay. Um, so no, I get that ahead. too, where dudes are like, 
hey, cute collection. Do you ever actually listen to your records? No, <laughs> I don't. Like, they're, they're just, no. No, why would I? Like, of course I do, moron. Like, what? Like, I mean, sorry. Obviously, right. I have some unresolved issues about this. But, but no, again, go ahead. because <laughs> that is not thrilling to me like I've talked enough about my setup and I think I've shown it a couple times but like do I'm not going to show it every single picture to prove myself to anybody you know what I mean like who what right what like that seems like such a weird thing to focus on um so so yeah that's a good that's a good one too though and that even is gatekeeping right like do you know your stuff like what kind of turntable do you have what kind of mixer do you have a receiver like what are your spits or speakers well like that also it's just like I just could I can't think of really a way to incorporate it unless it's like an album cover like actually this reminds me your um the avatar for the podcast right is Donald Fagan right and so I've done that cover, and I was like oh I can use my my turntable right like I'll just put my 1200 in there whatever and that was like years and years ago but like that would be the only reason really that I would put it in there is just if it's part of a cover right Um, so but yeah mm-hmm. I've gotten my fair share of that too just like questioning so <laughs> just bringing up all kinds of memories for me my goodness no no it's good Sorry, I need to I'm process it, it clearly back. it's clearly like stuff that's right bubbling under the surface so so anyway yeah I feel like every couple of weeks I see a new um record collector yeah a woman you know yep. pop up on IG you know yep. just sharing my collection do you have any advice for them oh. if they start having to deal with this? Like, do you respond? Do you report them? I do you ignore? Ignore. Um, let's see. God, do I? That's a good question. Um, I usually ignore just because they are looking for a reaction, you know? Yes. And so it's really hard yes. to ignore sometimes. But again, like I said, it hasn't really happened so much recently. So it's gotten easier. But um let's see let's see or I'll usually sometimes I'll respond with kindness like um you know I'll just mm. try to be it's like kind of I never thought of that right? but wow. like, Kill uh, like I had a guy years ago who had a real problem with me I don't know what it was but he would repeatedly comment on my pictures and I would say you know he would be like I remember this vividly because he said you're not a what did he say you're not a real collector you're not, my wife and my daughter are real collectors and they don't show their collections the way you do and I was like I responded I said oh my gosh that's so cool that you have women in your life who collect records and I put like a heart emoji like you know what I mean like stuff like that uh-huh. we're all like really just try to be overly um kind you know if I'm in the right if I'm feeling mm-hmm. mature if I'm not then I'll do like um you know, I'll respond in other ways, but that's the thing is, I don't, do I have advice? I guess I probably ignore, I probably ignore them. It's less fun, but it's better for your mental health in the long run. Um, so, yeah. and just know, just be secure in yourself. Like, you know, you know, your collection and people who follow you obviously are following you for a reason and they are secure in your knowledge too. Like they know, you know, um, and also I got to say, like the thing about gatekeeping is you're allowed to be a casual record collector. You don't have to know every little thing about this, uh, you know, public enemy record. Like you don't need to know who the studio musicians were for this Motown record. Like that's fine. A lot of dudes don't know that information Mm -hmm. and they're not questioned about it. You know what I mean? So just collect what you want to collect. Life is short. Do whatever the hell you want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I, 
yeah, luckily I'm in a, a positive enough mood today where I can say that, but I do understand it can, it can get to you for sure. But um, you just got to look at the big picture and be like, I, I know what I know. I know my collection is super rad. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I, what else do I need? Do you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I would just mm-hmm. stay stick with it too. Don't, uh, don't let people get you down. So it takes time to amass a good collection. So it's interesting that you said um, a man posted, uh-huh. you know, my wife and my daughter uh-huh. are real record collectors because I was just thinking one of the last negative comments that I got, I was just thinking like, I wonder, you know, if he has a wife and kids, like, I wonder, do they know Thank that you. he's trolling yes. women like this? I would yes. be mortified. My husband Thank you. I've had that. that exact same thing <laughs> myself. Like also you're looking at my pictures for a reason bro like what do you you mm-hmm. cared enough like that's the thing that's what's so telling right they tell them themselves because they're like this isn't a legitimate record collector <laughs> and yet you took the time to compose a comment multiple times on multiple photos of mine so obviously something about you is drawn to this or you know what I mean like something is compelling you so um yeah I uh I've, I've thought about that too like what do you why do you care so much like what's it to you you know what I mean like I don't do that to other people it's just it's a weird part of their personality I think but yeah I I think the uh mm-hmm. do you have women in your life too is a big one like well, I would be mortified as right. well I'm with you like what anyway yeah <laughs> just let people live you know what I mean who cares anyway right yeah exactly Okay, so I wanted to ask if you have a certain um, record label or artist that you trust. I was going to say Stone Store, but I would limit it to like probably like late 90s to mid aughts or whatever. Because I get, you know, I'll see like, I, I don't know, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. But like, I don't know who half their roster is these days. Um, yes, but that doesn't I mean noticed that. that I just need to expand my mind, I think, and, and take some time to listen. But like Stone Store for sure, like I said, in that good like 10 year chunk of time was just untouchable um I would say like oh god I same kind of thing is like periods of time so like anything on stacks from like 1960 I don't even know like mid 60s to like early 70s or like early 60s I would say mm-hmm. is pretty good and then a lot of times you know mm-hmm. RB records sort of get to like disco-y uh, you know what I mean? So that then I sort of cut it off um, at a, after a certain year. Let's see. I would say like Anti is a good one recently that like they just because mm. such a wide variety of artists and I like most of them. So they'll have like uh, The Coup is on there and like Tom Waits is on there and like uh, like all different kinds of various artists, but just really like good taste. You can tell like whoever is behind the label they have really good taste in music um like Def mm-hmm. Jux in the 90s I would say uh uh oh, yeah. was really good too back in the day Strata East yeah. is always good uh, Black Jazz record from the Bay Area I believe um anything that mm. Jerry anything Jerry Wexler produced on Atlantic I will pretty much pick up um Ooh, so nice. like stuff like that like, like chunks of time and like producers on a certain label really do it for me so but I think labels in general mm. there's Sometimes there's a few, you know, flops in there, like stuff that doesn't really appeal to me so much, but definitely periods of time are like really reliable for me on certain labels. So, so yeah, pretty, oh, 
Planet E also, uh, what's his name? Carl Craig's label is like high quality. Oh, yes. People, you know, he knows his stuff. Like he's going to pick stuff that is high quality. He's not going to put it out on his label if it's not, you know, super high quality. So, so yeah, anyway, there's various ones, but I'm sure I'm leaving some out. But yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. So. I never really thought about mm-hmm. it from a producer level. That's, yep. that's a whole nother, like I would, for me, I would say yep. Dr. Dre in the late eighties and early nineties. There's nothing that he didn't do right. Like everything is good. Exactly. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, so like, obviously, you know, JD in the nineties, like high tech DJ, plays, oh, like definitely. all the people who, you know, are going to put out, you know, quality stuff. So anyway. Something that I've also mm-hmm. unintentionally been doing, and that this isn't just necessarily limited to record collections, but sometimes I'll just be listening to, I don't know, mm-hmm. like Apple Music or something. And I'm like, damn, right? Michael McDonald on the background. Right. Because obviously, because he has a yes. very specific voice. Or like yeah. Faith Evans, you know, that's yeah. her voice singing background. So I've been kind of getting into, um, you know, music and record collecting oh, that way too. Yeah, there's actually a playlist. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's like featuring Michael McDonald. Oh, and a lot of the so stuff cool. I didn't even realize. I'm like, that's really cool. I love yeah. that about music and collecting is like just this, the springboard nature of it or like all these rabbit holes you could go down. Do you know what I mean? Like every, obviously mm-hmm. this is a big thing with like people who are big hip hop fans, but like we all work backwards from like, you get, um, the low end theory, right? When you're 14 or your, your cousin mm-hmm. gives you a copy or whatever. And then you go backwards and you like look up all the jazz samples. You know what I mean? And then you see yes, like absolutely. who else used Billy Cobham in their rap records or what? Like, it's just such a cool way of like amassing knowledge. And like, you know what I mean? I just, I love it so much. The, uh, there's a, I'm not thinking of the right word, but like just the way it, just expands you as a person, you know, like, because the mm-hmm. artists you listen to have influences, right? Those influences yeah. have influences. Do you know what I mean? And there's a kid listening mm-hmm. to Kendrick Lamar right now, who in five years is going to make, you know, a, a, I want to say album, but like, I don't know, whatever, stream something that's going to be directly influenced by him, who in turn, he was influenced by you know, Outcast and Dr. Dre, whatever. So it's just like a cool, uh, I don't even know how to put it. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's, we're all influenced by things in our past. And it's like, you just keep working backwards and you just get more and more knowledge about music and you get exposed to things that you wouldn't have been otherwise. So anyway. Okay. So let's talk about your record collection. Can you share a few of your favorite records? I know you said you have, you know, over 10,000, but okay. Um, (laughs) Just maybe one or two that you absolutely oh, love. God. There's so many. Um uh, let's see. I would say I don't I can't listen to it very often because as I like to say, it's like open heart surgery, but I'll listen to like Donny Hathaway oh. live, classic. Oh super yes. classic. Anything mm-hmm. like I don't even know. Um I'm like looking at records right now. Public enemy takes a nation of millions like mm-hmm. classic classic I, i'm not prepared for this question like any genre i could think of like uh there's my print section you could listen to there's mm-hmm. massive attacks Fly on the family so like 
I don't even know. Like, oh, there's yeah. so many. It just kind of depends on it depends on the mood <laughs> and like, uh, obviously, you know what I mean. Like, um, um, yeah, and, or even like, um, you know, there's so much life and history attached to records. Like, if I know there's a real life tragic story behind something, a lot of times I can't compartmentalize and like put it out of my head. Like, I was trying to oh, do yeah. an Amy Winehouse cover. And I was listening to those songs, right? Like just driving around, trying to, you know, getting inspired. And it's such a bummer to listen to them now because you know what I mean? It's like, yes, um, yeah, it just, yeah, it's very visceral. Like it just depends on, you know, pull out a, obviously I'm not telling you nothing new, but depends on the mood I'm in the day of the week, what the weather's like outside. Like it just, it completely depends, but that's the good thing about amassing a, I think a really good quality collection is that you can't really go wrong like there's going to be a record for any mood that you have so um so yeah anyway I wish I had a more you know succinct answer for you but it really just depends no that's great but it just made me think about something else uh-huh. when you mentioned Amy Winehouse because yes. I know they just released yes. that singles box set um do you I own any do. boxes it's not really my thing I own them because I've been sent them um or you know gifted oh, them but I that's not really my thing um let's see I have a David Bowie one I have a, actually I have an MF Doom one mm. um let's see oh, nice. there's one that like labels will send me sometimes I have a pretenders one um yeah, I'm like, Ooh. there's like stacked up on my, I have a big Eagles one that I got sent. So now not so, I mean, I'll, I'll keep them, but it's not really something I, I look for. So some of the box sets don't quite fit yes. the same in the Ikea yes, box, thank you. <laughs> which is probably maybe part of the reason why I don't really buy them is because where can I put them? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, but on the other hand, sometimes it's cool to have, you know, you have your beautiful, like. Uh, easy on the eyes like perfectly fit cubes right of all these you know 12 yes. inch records and then the box sets you can kind of put up and around for like you know decor or like whatever like just assorted you know just to mix it up a little bit but yeah I that's one of my struggles is mm-hmm. like if you want it to fit in the cube it won't um or like, like <laughs> if it's a box set or like that's I don't even know like 45s or whatever you put it in there, but then there's like this huge gap yeah. above it. You know what I mean? And I don't like the way that looks. Yes. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, if you think of anything, please let me know. Cause I don't have a lot of them, but I have enough of them where it's like a thing and they're kind of all in a s- section on top of one of my shelves. Um, but I, oh, yeah, okay. there's probably a better way to arrange them. I just haven't thought of it yet. So, so do you have a I wish list? Do ish sort of I was like I was like wait do I um you know what I really want this is so silly but like I want what's this song there's a a doom and mad lib is there is it mad villain I think it is where there's like uh it's a seven inch and then there's a a toy that comes with it like a little figure yes I've seen people post that yeah oh my god I I, of course it's you know 700 bucks or whatever on on discount like I just it's totally uh uh what's the word not inappropriate but like not uh you know it's not it wouldn't be a good purchase like just to be to satisfy like that primal (laughs) wish of mine 
but um but I really want that right. I really want um this is so silly but like the Gab Mangione Diana and the Autumn Wind like the, the Dilla there's a Slum Village sample right that everyone like is in love with and it's never been reissued shockingly uh-huh. I don't it's weird to me that it hasn't been um mm-hmm. and so I'll probably never find it in the mm-hmm. wild I just really really want it just to like clutch it and hug it and like hold it um and also because it's never been reissued I think that's a thing too that makes it more like you know valuable to me um what else so east side story compilations right the ori- that's what I should have said in- oh, the originals yeah. right that's the thing Those the originals I OGs of, and I have yeah. most of them but for some reason number 12 I no one can find it. like it's a whole thing even on discogs like in the comments it's like why is this one so hard <laughs> to find and I've thought about buying the reissue number 12 but it's like it's not the same I don't want that one so um it's not the yeah same. I, that one I really really want just to find that have you know what I mean to complete the collection because it's incomplete otherwise and I, I'm sure I could find out why it's so hard to mm-hmm. find there's got to be a reason but um I yeah I really really want that and the fact that it's so elusive makes it like that much more uh alluring to me you know they're all available somewhere online, right? I had a mix of like finding some of them just oh, in the yeah. wild mm-hmm. and then some of them online. Um, but um, mm. 12 is like never, I've been looking for years and it's never, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. But yeah, I, I uh, they can be mm. expensive. So I try to, you know, spread out like my purchasing of them, like when I you know have a little extra money or whatever. Um, so uh, I think I'm mm. only missing... I have the list too. I'm missing like the later numbers. I'm missing like, I think nine and 10 and 12, but I think I have all the other ones. So. Nice. Yeah. That's a hot commodity yes, in Southern California. I know it is. Yes, for sure. Especially in Southern why. California. I don't know, but that wouldn't make any sense. Cause I can't find it on Discog. I was thinking maybe that's why it's like some people snatched it up and you know, we live in Southern California. So they're, that's why they're, you don't see them around, but they're, they're uh, international sellers. Mm-hmm. I don't even see them like eBay international. I just never see it. So if you ever see it, let me know. Or anyone listening mm-hmm. to this, please let me know because I really, really need it. Yeah. One thing that I really want back Uh-oh. in my collection because I made the mistake of selling it. And obviously I haven't done a lot of um, searching to see mm-hmm. if it's still available or what happened to the project. I but do, do you remember, remember Ghost, Ghost Doom? Doom? Yes. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I do that. Okay. This actually is reminding me of something I wanted to talk about, which is when I'm digging and I will find a, like this happened with when I found the Weldon Irvine record, original pressing, right? 1974, I think. Um, I remember I found it and I was like, I find myself getting upset with the person who sold it to the store. You know what I mean? Like, why <laughs> would you do that? I mean, I'm glad why you did, did you sell- but what is wrong with you? And then I start to make up stories like, Maybe they had a family member who needed a kidney and they had to like, <laughs> right? That makes me feel better that's, because otherwise it's just like some right. random person like, oh, look at this. I wonder how much this is worth. I guess I'll trot on down to the store and see what they'll give me. Like someone who doesn't respect the record, you know what I mean? That really mm-hmm. like angers me. So uh, so just to like cope with it, like I said, I'll make up like stories about them to like justify it in my head because I don't think, have I ever sold a record? I think I've sold like doubles that I've gotten because again, my dumbass, like I'll forget that I bought a record and then I'll buy it again. And then I'll be like, Oh, I don't need two copies of this. So I'll mm. sell it back to the store or whatever, but I'll never sell like 
something like, you know, an original Strata East pressing or like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you, maybe they had multiple copies. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so we kind of talked about this earlier, but um, I wanted to talk a little more about the yeah. process of yeah. you recreating albums on IG. Like, how um, did you come up with that? I how long does it take? I also wish I had a more exciting story about the origin, of it, but I was at my parents' house. The only reason I remember this is because it was Thanksgiving. And this is when my brain works. Like my, I'm sure you're going to ask me about my captions. My captions are crazy because I have a lot going on in my head and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about a particular record. And it's hard to like mm. just rein myself in sometimes. But so this is an example. So I was at my parents' house. I remember. So on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, the Lions and the Cowboys always play. And so I remember thinking, oh, I wonder why that is. And I looked that up. And it was some random boring story about some kind of the owner of the Lions at the time had a connection to some TV network. And so anyway, randomly happened to see my mom's big fat orange cat, a tabby cat. And I also had randomly just picked up, what is it called? Something Paradise, Minnie Ripperton, right? With the lion on the cover. I believe that was my very first one I did. So I remember thinking... I remember seeing the cat and I was thinking about lions, right? Thanksgiving, whatever. And I just happened to see the cat walk across the room. And I was like, oh, it'd be so funny if someone put the cat in as the lion on that cover, right? Like a funny version. And then I was thinking, I should totally mm. do that. That'd be so funny. And I could get like, she's wearing like a white dress, right? And she has like a headpiece on. And so I remember thinking, well, I should totally do that. I can, use, I can come back to my parents' house, mm-hmm. use rescue the cat in place of the lion and that would be so funny and blah, blah 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 so I did it and people I got a huge reaction and then I was like well I have a million records with a million covers that I could do so this is and I always say it's like so that's the story it's like it just started with that one and it was all like again my whole thing about how it's all about timing and like the universe and like how if you're at a shop and you happen to be there on a particular day when someone has just sold a bunch of stuff to the store and you happen to be the lucky person to come across it right whereas if you came in two days before you might not have seen you know Mm -hmm. the records wouldn't be in the shop so same thing like that particular day the lions happen to be playing i happened to see my mom's cat and i happened to have just bought that record and so it was just stuff coming together you know what I mean so uh so yeah that's how Mm, that started mm -hmm. and it just sort of snowballed from there because I was like uh this is that was really fun I should keep doing this because it's my way of paying tribute to records and music without because I don't have any musical talent right and I Mm -hmm. don't play an instrument and so Mm-hmm. normally right if you're super influenced by music a very common thing is to pick up an instrument or write a song or whatever you know what I mean like they they influence you to make your own music and I don't really have that in me and so this is my way of paying tribute to them by like showing the world like this is a wonderful record like it's sort of eye-catching right and so the goal is um, it's fun first of all but also it's like if I can do in my caption like write about how what this record means to me and who were the studio musicians on this record and does it have any rap samples on it or whatever, then maybe someone else will go out and find out the beauty of this particular record. You know what I mean? It's like uh, sharing that information with the world. Um, So, and also it's just a mix of things. Like I Mm -hmm. have a ton of like 
stupid costumey clothes from like the thrift store and I have like props and stuff just randomly and so I find a way to like incorporate those into a, a recreation sometimes so um and it's also just really gotten me um better with like my photography skills so yeah it's just a it's a mix of like mm. fun just because it's fun and also because I really want to share my love of these particular records with the world and maybe it'll inspire someone else to go listen to it and have the same get the same joy out of it that I have so because that's the thing is I generally I don't think I've ever done a cover mm -hmm. for a record that I don't oh well I, it's all it's all my from my collection so I own all these records but I don't think I've ever done one that I don't like you know what I mean like I that's part of my criteria is it, this has to be a record that I like love or at least like you know what I mean like I don't want to put it out there just because there's funny covers out there that would be great but it's like an album I don't really care for so that's uh part of my criteria too yes mm. yep because then what am I supposed to write so you gotta like caption? the album because my captions are eight pages long mm -hmm. so you know if I don't like this record it's like <laughs> I just want to do the which I guess I could do that'd be funny just want to do the cover guys but this this record is trash or whatever you know what I mean like so, but no, I, I can't. It's part of my theme is like, yeah, I love this record and I want to recreate the cover and I have the ability to recreate the cover, which is key because there's a lot of records that I really love that I've thought and thought about how to recreate and I just can't think of it. Um, so until I do, it's like I'm I I got to just sort of sit with it. So. So, yeah, I don't know. Sorry to railroad you again, but I have a lot of thoughts about this. Mm. So. So, yeah. My thing is like not to make it too literal. Like I want it to be funny and like goofy. You know what I mean? Like uh, you can tell like this is my living room or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not like in some music studio or like on a fancy studio or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I that's kind of what I try to um, keep as my, what's the word? Like my, uh, what I'm known for is like, because I've had like, I've gotten messages from people who are like, oh, I'm a photographer. I have a studio. You come in and do my, and I'm like, no, that's the, that defeats the purpose. It's supposed to be like cheap mm. looking and like low budge. You know what I mean? It's funny <laughs> um, because the whole idea is you don't have to have a lot of money to do it. Like that's the message I'm trying to, you know, get out there. So anyway. If you love records, you should check out Crateism's Vinyl Club, which is curated by me. Our January record of the month is Refried Mac, a Fleetwood Mac cover album by the one and only Reese. Get yours at shopcrateism.com. semi-affiliation with Wax Poetics a few years ago because I was trying, I thought I wanted to be like a writer and so they let me okay. like write a few things for them and mm. someone was it the editor like Andre Torres is the main dude he knows Adrian Young and so he told I guess Adrian told him he was looking for a woman to be mm -hmm. on a cover he's very like conceptual Adrian is right so he's got like an image he's very like cinematic like I want this to look like this mm -hmm. era of film you know by whatever Fellini in 1964 whatever so he's got like very specific about his image he's looking for um or things he looks for to fulfill like that idea right and so he told 
think I'm not telling it right, but he told someone affiliated with Lex Poetics and they mentioned me. And so he got my email and emailed me. And then I went down and met him and we just speak the same language musically. And uh, he, I just, I've done a few for him and it's always a great time. Like the music, I love his production style. Like it's very, it's like, futuristic but retro at the same time and like Mm -hmm. he knows his music like I just really respect him as a musician um you know he his influences I I, I'm very familiar with and I love all of them um so yeah that's sort of how it happened like once you start working with somebody once I guess it was like you know an easy process and so he called me again for like future you know subsequent records after that first one so um so yeah anyway so yeah that's been uh Mm-hmm. it's been quite an experience it's been super fun my whole thing that I said about how I like to do record covers that are supposed to look sort of cheap and like low budget right like the, to be funny his whole thing is like big budget like professional photographers lighting mm-hmm. you know what I mean like craft service like the whole thing and so that's my <laughs> way of dipping my toe in that world while also still keeping my own low budget you know project on the side so it's it's funny. I was, I will say the big budget world of actual professional, like, you know, filmmaking and videos and all that, it just takes forever. So my stuff is like, I can just do it in an afternoon or whatever. The biggest thing for me is writing uh. my stupid captions. That's what takes the longest, but, but yeah, no, it's been <laughs> a lot of fun. Shout out to Adrian. Cause he rose. Oh, and also art form, obviously mm-hmm. amazing shop. Yes. 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 I was just about to so, say, I love uh, his shop. Yeah. He's yeah. uh he does it all. He does it all. He's quite the Renaissance man. So, so are you buying records during quarantine? I'm trying to like save money, so I haven't been collecting as much, but um, but definitely it's all online. I let's see, I've gone to a couple places in Ventura that have you know have limited hours, but it's not the same. It's like I was looking for a specific, like I went to get Alfredo at Salzer's, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, but it's not like digging, like going to Record Jungle and spending three hours there or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's hard to keep up with like the regulations and the hours. Like I think the most recent thing from Record Jungle I saw is he's open Friday and Saturday from like whatever to whatever. And I'm like, so I have to plan a trip down there. Mm. And then other shops, like they'll say open seven days a week with like limited you know, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Like capacity in the store, right? Like 20% or whatever and wear a mask, of course, and blah, blah. I want to drive down and do some digging, but I just have to do my prep work and make sure it's not going to be, you know, in vain. I don't want to like drive down there and then have the shop be closed or whatever. So yeah, but it's basically just been discogs <laughs> over and over and over. So thank God for that man like I had my whole range of stores right in LA I would go to right like permanent <laughs> I'd go to both permanent record locations because there's one in Echo Park and one in Highland mm-hmm. Park and like you know I'd hit up like Amoeba obviously I'd go to like oh there's some in like uh, oh. there's one in Whittier I want to go to I think shoot I'm forgetting the name but anyway yeah like I'd get so like hyped to go you know what I mean mm. like I'd have my agenda like my itinerary not agenda but like shops to go to and like you know, get all excited. And it's just, I mean, it's hard to be excited during a pandemic about anything, but like, I just, um, it's just hard to see what the future is going to hold, you know, obviously record stores aren't going anywhere, but like, 
I just, I might have to just get used to, to digging with a mask on for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? And like not having as many people in the shop and like just the, the energy is different, you know, but hope maybe slowly things will get back to normal ish. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. Any last words? I, again, the, the gatekeeping thing. So you never know, like, I just want people to keep in mind. Not as that sounds cheesy, but like the whole thing about not judging someone based on their appearance. So my example is like, all, you never know, like, because I'm a big sports fan, right? So a uh, big football fan, I'm into like fantasy football. So you never know hmm. who's standing behind you in line at Starbucks is like my mantra. So like, I'm going to be standing behind you in line. I'm wearing like a sundress and my hair is all done up mm-hmm. or whatever, right? I have two fantasy football teams and you might not think that, right? same thing like I have a huge ass record collection you might not think that based on my gender and what I'm wearing and you know what I mean so it's like and I myself have to remind myself of that like um I I have probably internalized sexism and whatever like I am surprised sometimes when I'll see a majority women in a record shop sometimes digging or what you know what I mean like um and and I shouldn't be surprised by that you know what I mean but I am, I, I find I have to like check myself. So like, so that's my thing. It's mm-hmm. like, you just, you never know. You never know. Like mm-hmm. sometimes um, the person that your coworker or again, the person behind you in line at the store, they might have something to them that you don't know about. And so it's just dangerous when you think of like, what does a record collector look like? What is a record collector, uh, you know, uh, what's their gender like it's just it's dangerous to think that way because it's just very close-minded so anyway those are my closing words thank you for listening to the very first episode of 2021 and thank you hype 57 for joining me she can be found on IG at height57 and 57 is actually spelled out. Also height57.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it. Tell a friend, uh, rate, subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts because that's how we get noticed. And that way you don't miss out on any future episodes. And there are more coming. <laughs> you can follow us on IG at Crateism. I'm on IG at Fatima Chantel, and the store, if you feel like buying some records, is at shopcrateism.com. Okay, until the next episode, never stop digging. Welcome to another edition of Crateism, a podcast about records and culture. It's a special one. This time around, we are talking to the one and only Reese about her past, present, and future. Let's go. And thank you, Reese, for the music. Follow her on IG at the one Reese. That's the, the number one, R-E-S, and hit that link in her bio as well. 
to stay current on everything that she's doing. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend, rate, feel free to drop a nice comment or two, and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We are on IG at Crateism. I'm on IG at Fatima Chantel. And the store is at shopcrateism.com. Until the next episode, never stop digging. What kind of music do you DJ? Welcome to another edition of Crateism, a podcast about records and culture. It's a special one for so many reasons. This time around, we are chopping it up with the one and only Reese about her past, present, and future. Let's go. Let's go.